Welcome to a special bonus episode of All Ears at Child's Voice, a podcast discussing all things hearing loss. We aim to connect parents of children with hearing loss with the professionals who serve them. We're your hosts. I'm Tatum Fritz. And I'm Jessica Brock. On today's bonus episode, we'll be making some announcements about season three. But before we do that, we'll be highlighting some of Child's Voice's recent graduates. Each year, Child's Voice graduates give a speech about their time at Child's Voice and their upcoming transition to their mainstream schools. Mm -hmm. And we both love hearing the speeches each year. And if you're a longtime listener of the show, you have most likely heard several of our guests reference the graduation as well and what it means to them um, and how much they also love the graduation. So we wanted to play a few of their speeches for you. Yes, so we'll start by bringing you all to Wooddale, Illinois, to the auditorium of Wooddale Junior High School, where Dr. Michelle Wilkins starts off our ceremony. Good evening, everyone. I'm Dr. Michelle Wilkins, the Executive Director of Child's Voice. And if you read your brochure, you'll see that this is my 20th anniversary. I'm pretty proud of that and very excited about it. But I'm super, super excited about tonight. I thank you all for coming this evening, for making the trip to Wooddale. I'd like to thank the superintendent, Dr. John Corbett of Wooddale, who allows us to use this beautiful facility. I'd also like to thank Alderman Sonny, who's here every single year supporting Child's Voice. Thank you so much. I also know we have some civic groups that are in our community tonight as well, so thank you for attending. I say this probably every year, and it really is true. This has been a fabulous year. It has been outstanding accomplishments by your students, by our staff, and that is no small feat. This year, gosh, back in August, we adopted the theme based off of Mr. Rogers. One of his major tenets is kindness. And we had a year concentrated, and it will continue, of being kind. And we had the kindness patrol, and they wore pins or medallions with Daniel Tiger another offshoot of Mr. Rogers. You probably know Daniel the Tiger. In any case, it has been a kind year, a build friendships and be good to each other year. And it has been very, very successful. Also, Child's Voice has been governed by a board of directors, an outstanding board of directors that I've had the privilege to work with for the past 20 years. And the president of our board, Mr. Peter Schultz. Next, our P2 kiddos walked out onto the stage, and here is where the speeches began. We will play five of them for you now. Hello, my name is Jay. I am seven years old. I have been learning at Chargeboard for four years, and I will miss everybody, but I will with again soon. <laughs> Next year, I will be in second grade. I'm excited to go to school with my brother Orlando and meet new friends. 
My favorite thing about child boys has been playing fun math games with Miss Elise on and playing at recess with my friends. My favorite memories was singing for now with the act the winter festival. I want to thank Miss Elise Miss Ann, all of my teachers, and my butcher, Mr. Joseph, for making me happy every day. Thank you, Mom and Poppy, for loving me and sending me to Child Voice. I love you so much. Goodbye, Child Voice. My name is Anu Palmer. I am seven years old. I've been at Chai for four years. My favorite thing about Chai is playing with my friend at recess. I like pizza lunches, holiday party, like Valentine's Day. Next year, I will be in second grade. I am excited to make new friends and play on the big playground. I want to thank my teacher and my family. I also want to thank Miss Debbie, who drove me to school every day. Thank you, Tazwish. Hi, my name is Ed. I am five years old. Next year, I will be in kindergarten. I have been at Child Weight for four years. My favorite thing at Child Weight are recess and lunch because I can play with my friends. I am excited to make friends at my new school. I want to thank all of my friends and teachers at Child Voice. Thank you, Mom and Dad. You are the best. I love you. Hi, my name is Bryson. I am five years old. Next year, I will be in first grade. I have been a child for four years. I have loved playing with Molly and learning to read and write. My favorite memories are playing basketball and pizza lunch. I am so excited to meet new friends at my new school. I want to thank all of my teachers at Child Voice. Also, thank you, Mom and Dad. I love you. Hi, my name is Alice. I am seven years old. Next year, I will be in second grade. I have been a child voice for four years. My favorite things at child voice were playing outside reading with my friends and pizza lunch. Next year, I'm excited to make new friends and ride a big bus with my brothers.
I want to thank all my teachers and audiologists. Thank you, Mom, Dad, Ada, and Clay for supporting me. I love you. We hope you enjoyed listening to the graduates. They do those speeches in front of at least 150 people. It's pretty incredible. I feel like I cry almost every year. Yeah. <laughs> um, I know I couldn't do it. <laughs> okay. So as we move into the second half of the episode, I have an announcement for you all. Um, I will not be continuing as a host next season of All Ears at Child's Voice. I will be moving back to St. Louis in August. Um, I have a lot of feelings <laughs> about this. Yeah, and so do all of us at Child's Voice. We're really happy that um, Jessica's getting to move back home um, and has found, like, a really good job for her back in St. Louis, but we're going to miss her a lot. And also on the show, I know we'll miss her, too. Oh, Um, yes. So for the listeners, um, St. Louis is where I went to college and my parents live there now. So I'm really excited to be uh, moving back. I'll still be working with children with hearing loss at Central Institute for the Deaf, um, but I'll miss Child's Voice dearly and I'll miss this podcast. Yeah. We'll miss her, too. So I don't think we've mentioned this on the show before, but almost two years ago now, Jessica had the idea that Child's Voice should make a podcast. Um, As early intervention therapists, both of us are out on the road all the time, and we love podcasts. And I know I, for one, sometimes listen to several shows a day, depending on what my home schedule is like. And so one day, Jessica just was like, oh, man, I wish I could listen to a podcast about hearing loss right now. And that's kind of where the idea came from. Mm -hmm. And I know, Tatum. Um, or I knew Tatum loved podcasts too, so I asked her and she was on board right away. So this show definitely would not have gotten off the ground without Jessica. Um, once we had the idea, it did take a little bit of time for us both to get around to actually seeing it happen, but Jessica was a huge part of getting it off the ground and it would definitely not be as successful as it is without her. She had a lot of the original ideas for like how we structured everything, made the advertisements, the cute posts on Instagram that you see. Um, a lot of that has come from Jessica. Well, yeah, It's been a team effort, <laughs> but um, I'm fortunate to have people supporting my ideas and telling us to go after it because Tatum, you did that. We had other people in the organization who said, yes, do it. So you definitely need that support for anything, any project as big as this one. <laughs> yes. Um, so today's bonus episode is also a special goodbye episode for Jessica. Um, I'll be asking her about her favorite therapy activities, most successful therapy sessions, and more. So it's time for Jessica to be interviewed. Before we jump in, though, just as you and I have always asked everyone, Jessica, do you have a favorite story to share from the past week? Yes. I posted this on Instagram. So if you you saw this already, then I apologize. But I was walking back from the grocery store the other day and there was this little five-year-old girl swinging on the tree swing in front of their house, like happily eating a popsicle with like not a care in the world. And her, I assume her dad and her brother were like crouched on the ground looking for something. And right as I walked by, the dad said, I think we might be out of luck on finding the tube. And like, the only thing that I could think of that that would mean is like the tube, the piece of a hearing aid. <laughs> so it took like so much self-control not to, because I wanted to ask, like, oh, are you looking for a hearing aid? Anyways, I don't know if it was a hearing aid, but the little girl's like swinging and she goes, well, I don't really care. <laughs> I just that found it so funny. It's like she was just so happy while her parents were frantically looking for something. So I just think it's funny when you come across other 
people with hearing loss in the world because I always want to say something, but I'm never really sure what to say. And I, like, I don't think it's appropriate for me to say, like, oh, I'm a therapist who works with kids with hearing loss. Like, what, you know? Yeah, what would like, they... how interested would they be in that moment? <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I'm very interested. I think their interest would probably be limited. But, yeah, I thought it was funny. Yeah. The little girl, I don't really care. <laughs> yeah, I saw your Instagram post. And the other day I was at the lake. And, you know, that dog beach on Montrose, uh, there is a person with cochlear implants there and we ended up talking to her because her dog was really into Cody like we always sit on the ground because the dogs will come up to you and you can pet them and the dog was like all over my husband Cody and then so we had a conversation with her not about her hearing loss about her dog but I just thought it was funny like the one dog that paid attention to us was owned by a cochlear implant user so I was like oh hey (laughs) (laughs) but I did not reveal my job okay so let's move in to our mini interview with Jessica so as you've heard her on the show I know Jessica has like a lot of great ideas she's learned a lot here so I thought it would be good to like interview her uh, mostly about her experience at Child's Voice so first Jessica can you just generally share about your experience here at Child's Voice so how you came to work here your position yeah so I moved to Chicago from Nashville right after graduation in the summer of 2016 and that's when I started working here I do early intervention speech therapy and oral rehabilitation for families both in their home all over the greater Chicagoland area and then also in the center so it's been three really good years all over the city and meeting all different families yeah it's been a great three years working with you I know I started here the year before you and I was so happy when you came out here as well so both of us completed our clinical fellowships here at Child's Voice so listeners who don't know that's the first year after graduate school where you still get some supervision you are a full speech therapist but you're not um what you what do they call it you get your C's at the end of that year which is like your clinical competencies when you can be more independent but both of us did our clinical fellowships here um, and I know we've both have learned so much from our mentors here can you share some about your own mentorship that you've received while you've been here Yeah. So actually, before I did the clinical fellowship, I did an internship here, which is part of how I got here. But I did an internship with Landon Lacey, who used to be a therapist here at Child's Voice and was on our podcast last season talking about theory of mind. And that was a two and a half month full time internship. And Really, she was my first introduction to home-based therapy, and she taught me so much about um, like parent coaching and meeting parents where they're at and the importance of empowering parents. So that was sort of my stepping stone to working here. Then once I was here, I received a lot of really just excellent support and mentorship from Roland Cooper and Laura Straka and Wendy Dieters, all of whom have been guests on the podcast. <laughs> um, we think they're wonderful. That's why we brought them on. I know a lot of SLPs can go into positions where they're the only person who knows their job very well in in their building or in their office. And I've just felt so fortunate to have so many people who are willing to support even beyond those, my like actual on paper mentors, just anybody who's here has always been so helpful. It can be a lot your first year and your first two years. And and you've had those same mentors as well. Mm -hmm. And of course, Tatum, you've taught me so much. (laughs) Well, you've taught me as well. So speaking of that, I've stolen several therapy ideas and activities from you while we've been working together. So while you've been at Child's Voice, what have been some of your favorite therapy activities? What therapy ideas have you stolen from me? So I've stolen the tape the tail on the tiger. Oh, that's you, a good one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So um, yeah, that's to a work good one. on tea, cut yeah. up a tiger, tape the tail on it. <laughs> Lots of teas. Tape tail turn tiger. Those yeah. are the keywords. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, I like that one. I forgot about that one. Yeah, um, I stole that one. I've definitely 
I can't remember if it was you or Laura who showed me the recent one where you spray like the fire in the box. I think that I was a combination. <laughs> yeah, I think that was a combination of Laura and me. Um, yeah, where we you print out like a picture of a fire, you laminate it, you put it into a Tupperware, and then you spray water on it, and you can do all sorts of different things with that. Mm-hmm. It's but those highly are good motivating. Ones. <laughs> yeah, and easy to take into someone's home. Right. Limited mess. So. Yes, and kids love to spray water at the therapist, which <laughs> is somewhat discouraged, but also <laughs> very funny. So what are your, some of your favorites? Yes. Or can you think of other ones? Um, I, I feel like all of my favorites I've stolen from people, <laughs> just like you've stolen from me. But I love the pulley system, like making a simple pulley system. Um, I think I got that from my first grad school supervisor, whose name is Lindsay Keynes. But basically, you tie string to a bag and make it into a pulley by using either a hook or something up higher on the wall. And you make it go up and down and you can work on like up up down i've done a lot of like uh, following multi-step directions by like putting animals out and making them go in the bag so find like the cat and the tiger and put it in the bag what else can you do with that requesting and turn taking Mm -hmm. and sharing because the kids really like to pull on it so sometimes it's like it's my turn (laughs) um yes i like that one a lot i like making books and using songs for vocabulary and things just that the pulley is also easy to do in a family's house because <laughs> you just need a bag. And hopefully they have a hook that you can use. Um, yeah, I like that one too. Yeah, those are good. Those are good ones. I always get good ideas from families as well that I work with. So what is the best idea or strategy that a family has taught you? I can think of a couple. I had a family whose mom made this really cool book for clothing vocabulary using her kiddos' old like baby clothes. So she just... I don't know if she glued or stapled them into onto giant pieces of um, construction paper and like wrote the name of like shirt. And then she, you can like turn the page and unfold the different like arms and legs of the different like shirts and pants and whatnot. Um, and I thought that was really cool because it was all things that she already had. I had a family once tell me to work on following multi-step directions. They would line up animals on the edge of the bathtub and, like, push the animals into the water. So either working on, like, animal vocabulary or following directions with multiple elements. I thought that was cool because a lot of time bath time can't really be used as much because they don't have their hearing aids or cochlear implants in. Mm -hmm. But this is done before the kid gets into the water so they can do a little activity with their hearing aids or cochlear implants still on, and then they get into the tub and get to play with all the animals that they just pushed into the water. So I thought that was cool. Yeah, I like that. Yeah. And it's easy to fit into a routine if you just do it a few minutes before bath time. Exactly, yeah. And I think, too, like I've just learned from all of the families that I work with about their kiddo. Like I don't think I'm ever going to know the child as well as the parent is, and every Every child is different. They like different things. They're motivated by different things. So parents can be hugely valuable to the overall productivity of a therapy session because they know their, you know, they know their kids so well. So, um, yeah, I've learned a lot from parents. A lot. <laughs> yeah, me too. I am always taking ideas from them, so I know you'd have some. What's one of yours? <laughs> now you're really turning this around. <laughs> I didn't think about my answers before. <laughs> This is popping my head. It's not, I mean, it is a good idea, but it's not like a whole therapy activity, but I've just taken like learning to listen sounds from families. So we always, we have a lot of handouts on learning to listen sounds, like animal sounds, vehicle sounds that you can use with kids with hearing loss. But I had a family come up with a lot of their own ones, one of which was the sound for R2-D2, and they would do beep, boop, beep, boop. (laughs) And like, it was definitely a learning to listen sound. (laughs) Like, Like you could use it for learning to listen activities moving away from using the same animal sounds and car sounds like if kids are into animals and cars then it works well but not all kids are 
So what have been your biggest successes while you're here at Child Swiss? I think this podcast definitely, you and I started it from the ground up and I never imagined that it would get to where it is now where we're planning our third season. And I think that's a huge success. And I, I think growing just in general as a professional over the past three years has been, like I think back to my first therapy session and how like (laughs) unsure and, you know, you've never been inside a family's house before and it can be a lot. So I think I've grown a lot in my just general like confidence and ability to manage two-year-olds' behavior as well also teaching them how to talk and teaching their parents how to teach them how to talk. I remember how nervous I was to go in like for the first time by myself. For our listeners, um, our supervisor, Rollin, at least for me, I can't remember who for you, went with me to yeah. my first few sessions. Yeah. So then, like, once that was cut off, I was like, oh, I got to do it. <laughs> <laughs> what about your biggest challenges while you've been here? IEP meetings, they're just so political. I dislike that we put families through. Like, I dislike that families have to go through that. And so it's really cool to be a part of them and helping parents understand them and helping them be able to find their voice and be able to advocate for their kid. I think, like, long term, that really pays off. But I find the stress of it really challenging, (laughs) like, for me and for the parents, you know. They're the least favorite part of my job. (laughs) Yeah, Um, they can be really stressful. Yeah. Your IEP experiences are a little bit different than mine, and that is always interesting to me, too, because most of the ones that I'm at out here in the suburbs of Chicago are relatively similar, but then when I hear about other people's IEP experiences, it makes me so nervous. People all over the country have very different experiences, and some of them are really positive, and some of them are really negative, and that stresses me out for the contingent of parents in the world who have to go through that, so that's the biggest challenge. Yeah. Which is why we had an episode on this. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> to, to plug ourselves. Yeah. Um, yeah. So go back and listen to Andrea Marwa <laughs> um, talk about how wonderful she, IEP meetings are. And how to advocate for yourself. I think that was episode eight. How have you grown as a professional Why working here? Well, we kind of already talked about it a little bit, but I can think of another area. Um, one of the things that like as a team we've been working on is having difficult conversations with parents. I have a tendency to want to like protect them from negative emotions, but I think sometimes like difficult conversations need to be had. And so I think that's an area that I've grown in a lot and being able to like celebrate successes, but also talk about like this journey is hard and it has highs and lows. And I think being able to communicate directly with parents is really important. So that's an area that I'm still learning and it's still really hard and I still want to say that like everything is great all the time but sometimes the goal is always great but sometimes it's not and so um, being able to like communicate with families about different methods or different strategies that we might try and why we need to try different things and all of it is for the good and all of it is for like helping children succeed but sometimes the path that you think you're on isn't the right one so you got to switch gears and that can be really really hard so it's hard to be the bearer of bad news sometimes. Can you share some about your experience producing and hosting the podcast? So you've mentioned it a little bit, but how has the show had an impact on you? Um, What have been some of your best memories? I think I've learned, I mean, neither of us knew anything about making a podcast when we started. So I think all of the technical pieces have been really interesting and we continue to learn things about that. We have the wonderful support of our sound producer, John McCourtney, who has made that whole side of things a lot easier. Yes, um, thank goodness. <laughs> <laughs> Harry would never be here today probably. <laughs> 
Um, we would have burnt out a long time ago, <laughs> maybe. <laughs> yeah, let's just say sound editing is not um, – sound engineering, I think, is not in my future <laughs> as no. a profession. Um, but on top of all of that, I think it's allowed both of us to make connections with so many people and just learn a lot. Like I've learned from every single episode that we've done. You talk to people that you might not have ever had a reason to talk to before. I thought it was really cool that at Eddie, that conference that we were at, the Early Hearing Detection and Intervention conference we both of us sat down at a session and the girl sitting next to us was like oh I follow you on Instagram and I listen to your podcast her name is Lana it was kind of cool like that never would have you know in the world of social media person is just their profile but when when you meet them in person it's like oh wow we're making a difference and people are tuning in and so I love getting feedback from people whether it's constructive or just hey good job or I really like this episode like I think that has been amazing and it's the reason why we do it right Mm -hmm. yeah yeah, I think it is cool. It definitely felt very cool to be, like, spotted yeah. <laughs> in public. It's like, oh, you know who we are. <laughs> Someone's yeah. listening. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That's yeah. so cool. Finally, what advice do you have for other professionals working with children with hearing loss, those working in early intervention, those working so closely with families, really anybody? What advice do you have? I think just meet parents where they're at and trust them. They know their kiddo, and we know hearing loss, but they know their kiddo. And I just think that when you're working that closely with families, like you just have to meet them where they're at. One thing that I've really worked on and I'm still working on is being willing to listen to families rather than explain things. I, <laughs> especially when you're a new professional, you you're like, I know things, and you want to like share the things with the people, but sometimes they just need you to listen. And then. I don't know. Sometimes language development is not the most important thing for some of these families. And that's something that I'm still learning with families. We go in thinking language, 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 development, listening, speech, like all these things. And for some families, that's important, but it's not always the most important thing for them. And so understanding where they're at and giving them tools to use in their life that are actually practical for them, which involves getting to know them really well. That's my advice. What's your advice? I like that advice. I'm not leaving. (laughs) (laughs) I know, but I'm used to interviewing. I know. I know. You're really good at asking the question. I like really like what you said about language development not being the most important thing. I think sometimes we have our own perspective and realizing that it's not always that of the parents um, and anything. I asked a family a couple of weeks ago, what's most exciting for you about your kiddos like development? over the last like, couple months, she said, he's eating. <laughs> and I was like, oh, yeah, that's a big thing. Like, <laughs> that's a huge thing. Like, it's not, yeah. you know, it's not he's wearing his hearing aids more. It's not he's pointing to things. It's not he's signing more or whatever. Like, it's none of that. It's he's he's eating. And that's huge. And that has made her life so much easier and has made his life easier. And I think that really stuck out to me as a moment of why am I giving her strategies that aren't functional and like The biggest thing for her right now is that her kiddo is growing, gaining skills that are helpful for him throughout his daily life. If I hadn't asked that question, I would have been like, why aren't we focusing more on something that I, you know, something that's important for me? It's like, it's not important for them. So that was a big learning moment for me. Yeah. And I think you're making me think of my own advice. And it's probably just to be open to continuing to learn that we never know everything. Why don't we start wrapping up there? Jessica, thank you for allowing me to interview you. I know you feel more comfortable on the other side of things. Um, And I know that we're going to miss you so much, both at Child's Voice and on the podcast. And I know our listeners will probably miss you too. 
I'll miss you guys too. Um, if I can just say quickly, like, thank you so much to all of the listeners, for the professionals who tune in. Thank you for being willing to learn and being curious and being patient with us. And um, for parents and family members, I hope you've found and will continue to find a sense of community here. And then for the parents I've worked with specifically, thank you for allowing me into your homes and allowing me to be a part of your journey. That's been really special for me. To everyone else, like, thank you for being patient with us. To my friends who have coerced into listening to this show, thank you for doing that. This has been such a wonderful experience for me, and I'm excited to see where it goes in season three. All is not over. (laughs) I'm feeling very emotional, but um, all is not over. So get excited for season three. Season three will be coming out in August. Our goal is late August. Our podcast team is growing. One of the teachers of the deaf at Child's Voice is going to get more involved behind the scenes. Her name is Elise Sundberg, and she's going to get more involved on the social media side of things. So be on the lookout for more Instagram posts. Um, we would definitely want to increase like the interaction on um, our social media platforms and she has some really great ideas and then fellow speech language pathologist here at child's voice who is involved in both our school program and an early intervention program kind of as she coordinates things things. (laughs) (laughs) she does she does everything you guys know her because she was on yeah she was on episode one so her name is wendy Dieters, and jessica's right she coordinates a lot of things a lot of things would not run smoothly here without her She helps coordinate things in the school program, the caseloads and early intervention out in Wooddale, and then also serves as like a mentor for the teachers and the speech language pathologists here and also like helps a lot with our professional development. Yes. I'll have her explain more when she joins the show. (laughs) She does everything. (laughs) Yes. Um, But her name is Wendy Dieters, and she was on the first episode sharing about um, her parents who are deaf and use cochlear implants. That was a really good episode to record our very first one. If you want to go back and get to know her before season three, you can go back and listen to that. She also was very briefly on our most recent episode as she was part of the staff that went to Israel. So she shared a little bit about her experience there. So you should recognize her voice. So we're really excited for that. And then on season three, we'll also be covering a range of topics from unilateral hearing loss, mild hearing loss, conductive hearing loss, um, microsia atresia, and other types of listening devices. So we're really excited for season three. Look out for it late August. Okay, if you'd like to reach out to us, you can find us on Twitter and Instagram. I'm at Jessica Brock SLP, and you can find Tatum at Tatum Fritz SLP. You can also email us at podcast at childsvoice.org, and you can find episode show notes and archived episodes at our Child's Voice website, childsvoice.org. And if you are interested in learning more about Child's Voice, Child's Voice is on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram with the handle at child's underscore voice, no apostrophe. We'll see you next time. Bye. 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 Thanks for listening.